Hello and welcome to Box Not Included. Oh god, I'm doing my very special episode. Yeah, god, yeah, <laughs> fuck. Hello and welcome to Box Not Included, the show looking at geek culture and the media we love from and loathe from a queer perspective. I'm Hamish. I didn't do it. Steal. And, <laughs> I'm, and I'm Jade. Maps to movie stars' homes. <laughs> Rose. <laughs> we just both do a Simpsons. We both. No. We should have a, a special thing for that. But um, yeah, today, if you hadn't already guessed, is gonna be a heavy one. Many, many moons ago, when we were young and not yet jaded. Well, I've always been jaded, but that's sort of. When have we been young? <laughs> okay, fair point. When we were neither young nor unjaded, but many moons ago, nonetheless, uh, we did an episode called "Wife Goals, Life Goals." Um, we were sort of, 2016 was a bad year for celebrity deaths and we discussed how much famous actors and people in the public eye impact us and form how we view ourselves uh, but in 2017 it's not the celebrities that are dying it's their careers or not as the case may yes, be that's true. as the dark side of some of our favourite people has been exposed um, yeah, so this is basically part two of us talking about celebrities. We thought that if someone was to start a podcast at the start again, and they listened to our episode about celebrities, um, they might feel like we were missing a part of it. And or a even, large part of it. Yeah, and even in that episode we said that this was, all, this was more about... The positive the side. The positive side. Um, and just to clarify, we are going, okay if you want to skip this episode, but we won't be going into... Details. Details about what any of the people we mentioned have done. Um... We're going to be talking about how we as fans of media engage engage and how it's okay if we don't quite know how to feel. Yeah. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to mention a tweet okay. because it has created a term that has been used quite frequently recently and yeah. hasn't been quite explained. There's a tweet by Pixelated Boat and it goes... The whole internet loves Milkshake Duck, a lovely duck that drinks milkshakes. Five seconds later, we regret to inform you the duck is racist. I had no idea <laughs> what this tweet was. I had literally just seen people talking about Milkshake Duck. So I was it's a like... a bit confusing. Yeah, I had no real frame of reference for what was going on. Um, it's, it's not really related to... I think the tweet's from 2015. It's not really related to what we're talking about. It's more the idea that... Um, I guess part of it is the pedestaling problem. Yes. And the idea that we don't really know any of the people that we say... No, we don't. I love that person. Right. Um, and the fact that a duck can both be adorable drinking milkshakes and also be racist aren't related. The fact that it's still very good at drinking milkshakes and the fact that you delight that. Yeah. Are delighted by that. And I think... This is kind of what the crux of it all boils down to, yes. isn't it? How much should how much should we know? How much do we want to know? How much should what we know affect or not affect? What we get from their work. Yes. And also just, in general, power and how it corrupts mm -hmm. and how we need to remember that... Celebrities are people with power. Um, I saw a twit uh, thread that was rubbing people slightly the wrong way, and as hard as it is to hear, there's an element of it that's probably true, mm. which is just, if they are a cis white man in the public eye and famous, 
you can assume that they've probably done some bad stuff. And while you want to fight that and say not all men, <laughs> mm. um, maybe maybe this year has made people start to think, um, to assume they're not your best friend. Yeah. Um, it's I, tough. Yeah, I also think, and we're going to, be circling around various points and delving back in. There is also, with regards to that whole pedestaling business, like an, an, a trend that makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Not to say that I am not comfortable when I hear about mm. um, people I've perhaps in, admired in the past, um, things being revealed about them that makes me hate myself for enjoying a thing. Yeah. Um, I also get very concerned with people say, oh, I can't wait for so-and-so to get knocked off their pedestal. Yep. Like, I've been seeing this a lot recently with regards to the McElroys, because mm-hmm. that's just obviously the kind of fandom that I'm in right now, which is, oh, I can't wait for it to be revealed that the McElroys have done something awful and they can get knocked off the pedestal. It's just like, whoa, 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 can we not? It's kind of disgusting because I yes. don't feel good when I find out someone's done no, something bad. No, it's not, ha, knew it, they no, were the worst. Because that means they have done something bad. And they've someone, hurt people. Yeah. People get people want people to have hurt people. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. That's um, deeply fucked up and deeply upsetting. It might bother you that something is very popular and you're seeing a lot of it. And you're right to say, like, the deification of celebrities and putting people on a pedestal is a bad idea. I agree. I Yeah, but, I... I had a worry. Yes. It wasn't a, I can't wait. It was when I started, when the Macroys started becoming very popular on Tumblr and I started seeing people describe them as perfect and Mm -hmm. which is something they would never describe themselves as. No. um, That worries me, but it's also just something that fandom is and probably always will be. It's quite hard to become a fan of someone and rationally think in your brain about they're just people, they're just people. They are. They're, they're not just people. They are people, and also they are the image they put out. Yeah, there the are content. those two facets to... Yeah. Um, I think we talked about it quite a lot on the last time we talked about this, but the idea of your fave is problematic. Yes, we do not have the jar today because we no. were afraid that we might <laughs> say it too much. Yeah, I might, might run stick, out of money. We'll, we'll stick a fiver in there when we're done. Yeah. Um, I think this... Ye- this kind of half of the year um, I really hope it does explain to people that putting everybody on the same list mm-hmm. of my favourite was problematic is pretty bad the reason I, I bring it up and I always tell this story of when I first went to the website your favourite is problematic and was like looking through the list yeah we've talked about it before I think yeah how I clicked on Zoe Deschanel and yeah. it was her character she played in this film wore, wore, some, wore some pajamas that were quite kimono-y yeah. in 2004. Yeah. And you're like, okay. And she's on the same list as someone who did appalling things to their wife and still gets work in Hollywood. Yeah. And while this is the thing, I like who's redeemable? Where's the line? Yeah. What do we forgive? Yeah. And do we forgive people based on. What are our grounds for forgiveness? Yeah, and like, I think this is the thing, there's no one answer and we're no. always going to be hypocrites. Yeah. Um, 
but this is not an easy topic not just to discuss but also to deal with as people that engage with the media mm. like it's it's hard i mean um we are going to be jumping ahead as we just let the conversation yeah, take this us is, yeah. where we need to um and i watched a there's a feminist frequency does the freak show mm-hmm. um and discussed this very topic yeah and they mentioned three ways of handling the moment of finding out someone mm. you like did bad things. And there's three approaches. And number one is death of the author. Mm-hmm. And the idea that the work that has been created has no say in mm-hmm. who made it or whatever. Yeah. I don't... Maybe in some cases, maybe in things where... Um, d- while he hasn't been uh, dragged out into the public sector in the way maybe he should, if you were a fan of X-Men films, there's yeah. almost none you can watch that haven't been touched by uh, Brian Singer and Brett Ratner, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. he's involved. Um, and those films are the culmination of many people's work. Yes. That's different to... Woody Allen's films, which he writes, directs, and stars in, and basically plays himself. Or now has XBs to play him. Yes. Or Louis C.K., who his show is called Louis and it's about his life. Yeah. There's, you can't apply that to everything. No. Um, no. And shouldn't. Um, the second one is Line in the Sand, which is everything I liked about that person's work before I found out, I can still appreciate. Yeah. And then when I find out that's a line in the sand and I will not support any future stuff. Right. I think that's an area I do dip into sometimes. Yeah. I talk a lot on Twitter about how I'm very annoyed with Johnny Depp still being cast and stuff. I'm shocked that Fantastic Beasts the crimes not, of Grindelwald is not, not not only is he in it the film is named after his character and calling him a criminal mm-hmm. you can't I don't understand how people can be in Hollywood making films and, and be not, that obtuse and not know They're be, it's willfully when, being obtuse yeah so they do know They're just choosing that it doesn't matter. Yeah, and it's like where uh, fucking J.K. Rowling has Mm. spoken out in defence of his casting. And it's just... It's like, fuck. That said, Mm. Edward Scissorhands is Mm. very important to me. I will probably continue to watch it. Um, We were talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. And uh, I really like Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. (laughs) And... I enjoy his performances in that. I can understand. I can. I enjoy them a whole lot less now. I've got to say. Yeah, I don't think I've really watched. I actually did watch Sleepy Hollow last Halloween. Mm. Um, it's one of those things where, yeah, I, 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 I agree to a certain extent with some people. Yeah, but there's some stuff you just can't no, go back and watch. No, I don't, yeah, agreed. You can't. Um, like depending on the nature of the thing, and then just as, of what's been revealed, and in this, it has largely been stuff about sexual assault yeah. and sexual misconduct. Like, there's a lot of jokes in Louis C.K.'s show 
about exactly what he was accused of doing. Sake. It's so kind of like making yeah. jokes in the public eye because you know you're getting away with it. Yeah. You can't go back and watch Woody Allen's films in which he's always an older man with a very with a younger, younger woman, woman and think, oh yeah, but that's like I can understand it in something like Pirates of the Caribbean when he's a small part of a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um it it yeah, we're being hypocrites. Yeah. And the the third way is the boycott where you no longer watch You're anything done. they're involved in. Yeah. Which is pretty self-explanatory. I also um, want to give a shout out uh, to Rowan Ellis, who we've, I've mentioned before on mm-hmm. the show, who has done a Can You Separate Art from the Artist video and talked about things like, uh, to do with, like, monetarily, like, you would still support something, but um, you don't want them to get your money anymore. Yeah. Things like being subscribed to a YouTuber who is racist mm. and they get money from ads because you're subs- and things like that. Yeah. Um, she outlined a few different things, a lot, some similar stuff to what um, has been done on that on that feminist frequency episode. Uh, but yeah, no, check out Rowan's video. I definitely recommend that. It's only it's only like five minutes long. It it it's causing a lot of like I'm having to just admit that I'm doing something wrong. I felt really awful about I didn't even think about it until I was sat in the center about going to see Justice League because mm. I was like, well, there's stuff being said about Ben Affleck, the stuff coming out about... Well, Brett Ratner is the producer of it. Yeah. Stuff coming out about... Um, well, there was stuff earlier in the year about Joss Whedon's... Yeah, sort of, I mean, we had that. We'd been talking about Joss Whedon and then that article written by his ex-wife came out and we wanted mm. to clearly make that point. We recorded the episode before we were aware. And it's it's that... The thing that I'm finding increasingly is that it's very difficult to consume media... A, it's very difficult to consume media with only pure people yeah. involved because we're finding out that people they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. These are just the people we're finding out about. Yeah. Um, and it's also, it's you're not going to hurt them with your boycott unless it's massive. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it does take the industry... To hold itself accountable. Yeah, for them to stop getting... The work. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff I think we're going to talk about later on um, in the episode as well. Um, Yeah. But I suppose we should talk a little bit about some of our... You've already done this a little bit, like our personal responses to stuff. It's really tough because I... The thing that... I I, I genuinely never really watched anything Louis C.K. has done. But I did see a discussion happening where some people were very frustrated with as soon as all that stuff comes out, there's this kind of, it seems cooler to go, well, I never liked his stuff. Is that bullshit? Whereas, see, some people are like, no, no, his stuff really helped me. I really liked it. And now I, that's harder. Yeah. Um, why do I care more about the fact that I like Edward Scissorhands? Um, because me watching my DVD of it isn't going to affect what's going on with Johnny Depp in the industry. Yeah. Um, but maybe now I'll feel worse about watching it. Yeah. It's tough. It, Especially with geeks where media is so much a part of our life. Yeah. It. 
Man, this is such a shitty. <laughs> it's so fucking shitty. And it does sort of like, why have I ever had fucking faith in anybody ever? Like, mm-hmm. just like, I mean, I, people make a cracking joke, so it's just like that. We're fucking all on a head to hooks today that somebody revealed, like, fucking Tom Hanks is awful. Yeah, I don't and, really like the joke, which is. No, I don't. But what I mean is, like, people say, oh, they're horrified. This somebody's trending. Just like, oh, God. Who now? It's like in 2016, like, oh, who's died now? Mm. It's like, okay, now who who have I now need to lose faith in? I actually had a conversation with my brother last night. Um, I saw him. And currently with my... Who, sorry? With my brother. Right. Um, currently my phone background is from a Jeff Goldblum photo shoot. And I said that I'm just enjoying him right now while I can. Because, <laughs> you know, you can't... That would be really heartbreaking. Like, I've been kind of lucky in that I've not super cared deeply about any of the particular people. people Um, I'm finding that Kevin Spacey's in a lot more films than I realised he was. I keep forgetting he was in stuff that... Yeah. Oh, that's kind of weird now. Um, But yeah, like, that sounds really mean, like, but Jeff Goldblum's so weird that I'm like... Mm. I wouldn't it's one of those things where I like I wouldn't be surprised yeah but I don't want to start thinking that I don't want to accuse everyone until they're proven yeah but then, then you've got the wider reach like when you're looking about Weinstein yeah somebody with such wide reaching influence that so many things like I have so many Miramax movies yeah and it's like uh, one thing I really appreciated Kevin Smith's reaction mm. just like I'm part of the problem because I didn't know he was my friend and I am disgusted to hear this. And what I appreciate about Kevin Smith is now said, right, all my residuals are going to this yeah. charity. Cause like, but he was like, that's the least I could do. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino hasn't been as... he's Shocking. He said, like, I could have done more. I kind of knew. And like, what? What? Well, he said that, like, I knew enough to have stopped stuff. The thing is, that's what... I think that's part of what's upsetting me about all this. It's like with the Louis C.K. stuff, apparently there's been a real boys' club mm. around comedy. Like, I saw Everyone an article. Knew. Everyone knew. Mm. And now it's just sort of somebody broke the thing. I think I saw a, clip of an, a clipping of an interview with Aziz and Ar- uh, uh, oh, fuck's sake, I can't speak today. <laughs> um, but talking about like allegations about it generally in comedy and then because I think it's, it's something that came up in an episode of Master of None. There's a great episode of Master of None, which is looking back, I think, about Louis C.K. But what's interesting is, because I know Louis C.K. was a bit of a mentor for him, and it, mm. but in this interview, they were just chatting about like that kind of thing, and then the interviewer mentioned Louis C.K., and I said, I'm not talking about this anymore. I'm just like, shut it down. Yeah. And it's just like, well, fuck. But there's this fucking phenomena in Hollywood. Um, I'm not just saying it's Hollywood because, like, fucking... I find it really interesting to hear that uh, in the aftermath of uh, the allegations regarding Kevin Spacey that there's been investigations in the British theatre industry because, obviously, he was uh, such a prominent position at the Mm. Old Vic. Yeah. And, like, people are like... I I, I follow the stage, uh, which is where I get a lot of my theatre news. Just, like, these investigations going on to, to crack down on harassment... And things, but it's it's that closing of ranks business, like where these things are open knowledge, even in cases after. And we could talk about fucking Woody Allen till the cows mm-hmm. come home. She's like, everybody knows, and people don't 
Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, any people who have been talking about it forever are branded as crazy and, obs- and obsessed with it. There's like, Susan Sarandon at a film festival was like, asked, oh, why did you mention the whole Woody Allen film shouldn't be at this? And she just said, because he's disgusting and he's a pedophile and things like that. Yeah. The audience like, wait, you can say that? And she's like, well, I'm in a position where I choose the films I want to be in and work with the people I want to work with. Mm. And there's so many people who aren't in that position and they have to put up with stuff. I really appreciated the statement the Ellen Page put mm. out on Facebook talking about her experience of like harassment from Brett Ratner, yeah. who we've um, mentioned. But um, he basically outing her. Yeah. And just like fucking a horrifying thing for somebody in a position of authority when you're an 18 year old. Mm-hmm. Like, but what I found, what I really appreciated about Ellen's statement was that she talked about being in a Woody Allen movie and how she shouldn't have done that and how she has regrets. Yeah. And she talks about her position of privilege as, as an able bodied white cis woman. And I don't know, reading that one, maybe go, that's why I like Ellen Page. But her candour and that kind of, I should not have done that. Mm. I was in a, that place in my career and that does not excuse my choice. Yeah. And I feel like that is so, I don't say reassuring to hear, but I'm I, not entirely sure the point I'm making here, but I feel like... As I've gone, I'm not very far in, but as I've gone into the TV world, mm. I've started to... I recently said how I want to make a secret Twitter and a lot of people assumed that, oh, do you want to talk about dirty stuff? And I was like, no, I just find a bit, I feel a bit weird about going to see a film and then talking about, oh, that film was rubbish. And like, I I could potentially work with producers. Yeah, so have a private Twitter. I, yeah. Um, but I'm appreciating recently people are talking about their careers and like, this is kind of not related at all, but Viola Davis recently talked about The Help. Yes. And how when she uh, read the script and heard about the film she was really excited to tell a film from the perspective of black black women women. um and when she came to see the film she thought "Mm, this is doesn't show the anger it shows the kind of oh well that's the lot of life whereas when she ever talked to people who lived through this Mm. they were like oh yeah in a second i would have snapped the neck of the people i was getting bossed around by but the film was like meant for like Oscar people. people. Yeah. It was meant for white people. And I like that people are talking about their films and their regrets. I think the thing with Ellen Page and Viola Davis and both those situations, I can so imagine them why they didn't turn the film down. Yes. Um, it doesn't make them hypocrites or it's very nice that they're talking about their regrets, but I don't think that doesn't, that shouldn't put them on the problematic yeah. list. That's, you're actors. You you always do things that you don't want. You you don't have a concept of the film before it happens as yeah. strongly as. Um, sure. It it frustrates me sometimes when people continue to work with certain people. Yeah. And don't mention it more. Yeah. Um. I mean, an example. I am not about to boycott Scarlett Johansson being in stuff, but her continuing to play roles. I, you made a joke tweet about her playing the Asian cousin and something, and I fucking nearly <laughs> fell off my chair laughing. But, like, she's worked with Woody Allen more than once. Yeah. And 
she talks about being a feminist and like work doing things for women, which is like you take the you take roles that should be played by women of colour, specifically normally Asian women and Asian women who don't get to be in fucking movies mm. and you work with this fucking man. There was a pretty damning um there's like a bunch of people in Hollywood signed a like declaration of support for Roman Polanski. Fuck and off! And it's like all the people you'd expect. And it's like I don't know anything about film and I know these things. Like yeah. how hard is it to yeah, Roman Polanski is not allowed in America will not fucking go back to America. <laughs> yeah. And it, it He's a criminal. I think that's the thing that really bugs me is about like I, I've said this before on the podcast that all the stuff about Bill Cosby was on his Wikipedia page mm. for years. Yeah. And it only took Hannibal Buress mm. to mention it in a stand-up set. People sometimes give it a flack for like, oh, finally a man mentioned it and then we cared mm. about it. But like it yeah. was so public knowledge that you could make a joke about it. There's a joke in like season three of The Simpsons yeah. of Rainier Wolfcastle saying, here's my Woody Allen impression. I'm a neurotic nerd and I have sex with little girls. And that's like early 90s. Yeah. And we, but that's the joke. And I'm pretty sure that you said that's the joke. <laughs> that's the joke. <laughs> that's the joke. But like, it's so frustrating when these things are public knowledge and nothing's been done. And I think, again, we're probably jumping around. This is maybe a second half of the episode thing to talk about. Yeah. And while I found the way that Hollywood dealt with Kevin Spacey so quickly and so washing hands and very interesting, deserved, but compared to the way it keeps giving work to other actors... It yeah. felt very telling. Well, that's because uh, Kevin Spacey uh, assaulted somebody of the same gender as him. Mm-hmm. And that person happens to also be prominent, though not as prominent, in the industry. Yeah. And then Kevin Spacey decided to deflect from his, sex- his sexual assault allegation by saying that he's gay. In- still basically saying, oh, I'm living as gay at the moment. Don't let... let- we can get on to talking about fucking how angry we are about that co- aspect of the Kevin Spacey business in the second half. But I, I think it's a valid point that part of why I think it's been made a bigger deal of is because he assaulted a guy. Yeah. And I think And a underage guy at that. And it lays it it goes into this kind of The most confusing thing I find is people who, like, I understand the idea of innocent to proven guilty. I understand that an allegation is just that. But there is an odd kind of breed of person online who, if 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 I ever mention Johnny Depp, some some Twitter accounts algorithms find it and will argue at me about yeah. how nothing was proven and their like banner is Depp was innocent and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why do you care so much? It's it's I think um I always want to believe somebody that has said that assault has happened to them. Yeah. As well as innocent till proven guilty. And it's like I don't want to disbelieve people because coming forward about things like assault and sexual harassment 
and physical abuse is so very hard. And that's one of the things I find so upsetting and frustrating is when it's dismissed. People say, oh, it's just jumping on the bandwagon. Oh, they're just doing it for attention. And I hate that mentality. Mm. So, I mean, I mean, it's not the same, but when uh, it came out about Jimmy Savile in this country. Yeah. And I mean, we're not hearing people talking about that on international news, but that was a big thing. Yeah. And I think I saw a compilation recently of um, similar to the Rainier Wolfcastle Simpsons joke, times in 90s uh, British comedy where they were joking about Jimmy Savile. Oh, right. And like, it's another one of those things where the public didn't knew. But no, it was an open... It, if you were in the BBC, you kind of knew. And it's... it's. I, I don't think everyone knew. It's just that... Yeah. It's one of the, it's, it's just one of those, like, why are some things protected and why aren't others? I think what I was trying to say about the Kevin Spacey thing is it kind of, to me, it felt like leading into society's innate homophobia in that everyone was... Everyone's obviously disgusted and appalled by that, but when it's with a woman, it's more up for debate. Yeah. It's more like, well, we don't really know. She might be a gold digger or something. It's very frustrating. Yeah. And with the Kevin Spacey thing, it, it felt a little bit like, see, gotcha, okay, get rid of him. Like, the fact that he was... The fact that he's being edited out of a film coming out next month... Yeah. I know he was only in the film for a bit, but, but the fact still, that that can be done... Yeah. And yet... Warner Brothers still fucking have Johnny Depp in... Yeah, and name the film after him. And, like, yeah. they can't have not... It, they have no excuse. They have no, like... The, even in a, like, in-universe thing, he's a character who changes his appearance all the time and yeah. has already been played by two actors. Yep. It's, like, so... Do they think he's that much of a draw? Is it one of those people, like, where... Tom Cruise still gets work. Not mm-hmm. because in other countries he's a big star and will shift seats. Like the mummy did amazingly well in China. Yeah. Is it one of those things? I don't know. As loath as I am to say this, and I, I just feel like I should put the following there because I do not want to associate Kevin Spacey with the LGBT community. No. In the slightest. But part of me also goes. Yeah, could argue. you could definitely see say there's homophobia in that. That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to say is that I homophobia exists even in places where We don't want it to. Yeah, we're not trying to We don't want to associate with this person, but this person you could see has been the I'm not saying it's homophobic to fucking fire a gay man. No, no for no. doing something. I'm saying it's it's the way that heteronormative it, that he's treated in the way that all of them should be. Yeah. But so there's so much protection for straight people. Thank you. Thank you for making um, me feel less like I need a shower. And the thing is, it, it, I've actually seen some people talk about, oh, they're attacking prominent like LGBT people. I'm like, A, he was not no. interested in being, being a spokesperson for LGBT stuff. Anthony Rapp has been yes. and still is around and still has a career. Mm-hmm. And also, it's just, I can totally understand being him who he's had a nice career Anthony Rapp yeah has a nice career but it's not safe and 
it's not like yeah he's still auditioning for things yeah um, he's not a big star who's guaranteed work yeah and then being on being a bit role on a Netflix show and trying and mentioning the star of the very first Netflix original the person who made Netflix mm. mentioning you know the truth that can be really tough there's so much pressure to not say anything there's a um <laughs> there's a I have a Sorry. No, you're okay. I have odd feelings about Corey Fieldman, you know, the uh, ex-child actor from yeah. The Lost Boys and stuff. He um, has some strange things going on in his personal life. Okay. Uh, if you want to know what I'm talking about, he was on an episode of Celebrity Wife Swap, and you can definitely argue he feels like the leader of a sex cult. Anyway... anyway. There's an interview when he's on something like The View, View. or whatever, yeah. um, and him talking about how there's a paedophile ring in Hollywood, and Barbara Walters is telling him that you shouldn't be talking about this because you're damning a whole industry, and that's silencing. Mm. Um, I don't think people understand how much pressure there is to not talk. It's not like people are going... Like, I think about Amber Heard mm-hmm. and how she did not have a like stable enough career to risk everything by doing this. Yeah. She gave all her money that mm-hmm. she got from it to charities and like yeah. I know that's also PR and everything, but like still it's not something you can just start talking about. It it doesn't make your career. No. Everything's working against you. Yeah. I, I, I saw this post on tumblr that just i'm just nodding just like mm-hmm. which is just like i don't fucking care if hollywood falls down around its ears i don't care if albums get pulled from the shelves i would rather fucking see it burn down mm. than this shit keep happening and people say oh we need to protect the industry fuck off people are always still making films yeah people aren't gonna fucking stop it's just a the the way I feel if I'm if I'm conflicted about do I rewatch films do I go and see films like yeah. I'm such a nerd that like the idea that a Harry Potter film comes out and I don't see is so baffling to me yeah I'm like <sighs> I hate myself I'm yeah. gonna struggle through that film I'm gonna see it yeah at the same time the way that we can actually affect change is actually like supporting. The films that we want to see, yeah. The films with the stars we want to see, yeah. I think. I mean, we've. Talk, it's interesting. It's like a kind of a flip side. Like, unfortunately, the whole voting with your dollar thing mm. isn't as effective as we'd like it to be. Because no. um, I've been on various panels and things talking about that with regards to representation. So the yeah. positive flip side of support, like you were just saying, supporting things you want to see, movies you want to do well, directors you have faith in. Mm. Unfortunately, because this is a fucking billion dollar industry. A boycott, unless it's beyond massive, isn't going to help, which is why, although the effects are limited, seeing these drastic steps taken, like Louise's series being pulled from Netflix Mm. and House of Cards saying, right, cool, we'll kill Kevin Spacey. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. We don't want to put everybody that works on House of Cards out of jobs. We'll kill Kevin Spacey instead. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, we'll kill Kevin Spacey's character <laughs> instead. There was an article that says Netflix plans to kill off Kevin Spacey, and the comment was like, that's extreme, but it's deserved. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I think as we talk about how the industry effect, handles all these things, we'll talk about that in the second half. So I think... I definitely need fortification. Yeah, let's go get some tea. Okay. of the show time how are we doing you okay it's it's complicated i don't think we've said anything too controversial i think this is more of a um personally kind of yeah let's just talk about it let's not talk about it this is the middle section of the show yes let's uh talk about our lovely listeners they are beautiful they are wonderful They've they've never done anything bad. (laughs) I don't know. They support us even though we do problematic things like talk about problematic people. We are definitely, I'm sure we're definitely problematic faves. I've sometimes thought about like, uh, if I'm super, super famous, what will come out about me? Mm -hmm. And I mean, if I I, I might be in the Zoe Deschanel category. (laughs) Yeah, I'm probably in there. I've definitely said some stuff in the past as a younger person. None of us are without sin. None of us are without sin. But (laughs) if, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to come up with a segue into our sponsor, but it's not coming to me. No, I know. Let's quickly just mention, um, we really love it when you guys uh, subscribe, when you leave reviews. That's also really amazing. Uh, Particularly because we we mentioned in our last episode, we're looking at maybe doing some tweaks to the format of the yes. show, uh, so things might be sounding a little different. But uh, if you would like to, hopefully, uh, when things change, if you're still enjoying it, maybe recommend it to other people. Maybe our new format will be more user friendly. Um, yeah, I've also seen people say, "Oh, I'm really sorry, I like haven't caught up." But like when we made, you don't need to listen to this in order. Yeah, no, we it's are not uh... <laughs> fully okay if you're like, I don't really know anything about Overwatch. I'm going to skip that yeah, episode. Yeah, by or... all means do. Like, I know a few people that have dipped in to listen to, like, the D&D episodes and stuff, and I know people mm. that don't listen to those episodes because they don't play, and that's yeah. fine. So we're going to keep things moving, changing, but, yeah. but one constant... Our <laughs> guiding star. ...at the moment is our sponsor, Beastly Beverages. Fandom and fantasy, luxury hand-blended loose-leaf tea and tea-related geeky paraphernalia. You know them by now, I imagine. I we- hope, you've, you hope you're have. You tucking into a... A, a mug of that good stuff right now. Um, the business is queer-owned, all ingredients are organic and fairly traded, and I say almost all the products are suitable all for are now. vegans, but I think they are they all are, yeah. suitable for vegans. They, and if any aren't, they will clearly say on the page. Um, and because the subject has been so dour, I thought today's topic could be something that I really love, but I know others don't love it as much as me. I'm very festive. You guys, <laughs> basically Beverage have advent calendars. Yeah, there's a section on the website on the side, uh, beastlybeverages.com, um, which has Christmas and they have spooky kooky Christmas cards featuring Gomez Morticia Adams goals um, a very puka Christmas which is a, a lovely festive tea and then these advent calendars advent calendars every day you get some tea it's exciting tasty these things. are bulky these are these peppers. are gorgeous wooden <laughs> advent calendars um, you, can, so you can reuse them yes you can reuse them each year whoop um, just send the laptop flying um, yes the description is start each morning of December with a hot cup of soothing luxury tea each little wooden drawer contains an individual tea bag or something a little extra on Christmas Eve um, it's it's gorgeous and mm. you it's if you like tea and you like 
I can understand going to the website and not being able to decide what you want. This, is this a, way you don't get to choose. <laughs> yeah, it's a great way to sort of try all the various delicious treats that uh, Beast Beverages have to offer. Um, and if you like the sound of that, you can get free shipping if you use the sponsor code Beast, uh, Beverage Beast. Or one word, capital Bs. Um, if you spend more than £20... And uh, this advent calendar will definitely cover you for yes. that. Uh, That's def- really a bargain if you get free shipping on that calendar. It it's is big. definitely worth it. Um, and yeah, uh, it, Beast Beverages ships worldwide. Um, so you can go to beastlybeverages.com, check if the advent calendar sounds like your thing, go to the Christmas section of the website. If maybe you're not an adventy person... That's fine. There's still lots of many non-related Christmas things, not related, not related to Christmas things. If you're a Scrooge or you're just <laughs> want to be in denial about how little time there is to get your Christmas shopping in, that's fine. Uh, they've also got a Patreon, a Facebook, a Tumblr, a Twitter, and an Instagram. Yeah, so that's BC Beverages and the sponsor code Beverage Beast. Um, I'm having such a good time in this middle section. I'm almost mm. scared to go back to the misery that is this topic. Yeah, that's uh. Let's drink up and uh, let's get serious. So even though we've danced around the subject, um, it's in conclusion to the first half, I think we agreed that there's no one way that we handle these situations. It's case by case. Yeah. Um, my brother actually said to me yesterday, because uh, stuff started coming out about... Uh, Oh, who's the guy in uh, um, Arrested Development and Transparent? Oh, Jeffrey Tamber. Jeffrey Tamber. And my, my brother said, um, oh, I've been meaning to see The Death of Stalin, which he's in. And when I started hearing things about that, I was like, okay, I've got to quickly go and see it now before I can watch it next week when I won't be able to watch it. I also, um, I know the from what I'm working on at the moment, I know the producer of Baby Driver. Um and I, at the moment, just feel really sorry for Edgar Wright because he, since uh, The World's End, he's been a little bit depressed with the films he's been making because Ant-Man didn't happen and yeah. that didn't go, The World's End didn't go down super well. And Baby Driver was like his really big comeback critical acclaim and like people said it was like his first proper film that felt like him. Right. And... In the time between it being released and coming out on DVD and Kevin Spacey's in it and very prominent in the film, I can I can just feel sorry for him. Yeah. And I think when we think about... This is kind of going back to being... Maybe this is more being as creators. Yeah. Like, how must you feel about your own work? Yeah, if you've worked with somebody. Yeah, and like, you can... The thing, the thing with Kevin Spacey... And other people is often, it's not, the Jimmy Savile thing, I'm like, I cannot believe people didn't, that didn't come out of him because he had hundreds, it was, he, it was so public knowledge. Yeah. It was so much part of his life. Whereas some of these people have done something in the past or they've do something very secretly or it's yeah whatever. Um, so I don't like bemoan, I don't like bemoan anyone that's ever worked with them. And quite often they're part of these ensembles. And I'm dancing around the idea that basically, how does the industry handle them? So some sometimes these shows are just straight out cancelled. Mm. And often that hurts the people who were the victims. So right. 
Nickelodeon had a show has a show called The Loud House. Okay. Um, and the creator of that uh, was being bad. Um, and there's a cartoon website, very prominent, like cartoon news website called Cartoon Brew. Yeah. And they were full hard saying the show needs to be cancelled. And the people involved in the show, a lot of mostly women as storyboarders and writers, were saying, yeah. please don't cancel the show that employs us. Please don't punish the people who are actually a victim of this guy. Yeah. That's another reason why people might not come forward. You know, if you are a small part of making of a, yeah. a show... Mm-hmm. And you want, and the lead star does something. Yeah, you still want to keep your job. And this website, Cartoon Brew, which gets on, under ruffles a lot of people's feathers, was saying there's so many jobs in the animation industry. Everyone working on the show could get a job, where it's one of the most oversubscribed, yeah, job industries, and it's really hard to get work. Um, I know. Yeah, uh, to, I know we've been sort of focusing on Hollywood. Mm. Some similar things have been happening in the games industry as well. Like yeah. recently, a, a developer came forward and said about um, talking about um, making making allegations. And Naughty Dog released a statement, and there was a mm-hmm. lot of. Uh, I've started listening to Waypoint Radio, a podcast from uh, Waypoint Vice, mostly because I'm a big fan of Austin Walker, because mm. um, I'm not really hooked into the games industry like in any significant way. But they often I enjoy hearing how they d- tackle topics and. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of insightful stuff there, and they, they talked about that. And when there was business about um, Nick Robinson um, yeah. from uh, formerly of Polygon, who's created a lot of work I enjoy. And this is about, yeah, um, all these uh, stories came forward about him uh, sexually harassing uh, women on Twitter. And I don't feel like I can watch Cowboys no. anymore. It's it's. I appreciate that the series ended, but yeah, I'm, there's a there's a swathe of stuff on my Tumblr, and I was like, should I just go back and delete it? So I, I just said, this isn't just fucking Hollywood. This is. I think this is why I'm. I lean a little bit more on, kind of line of the sandy in some way because I don't think we should be the ones that are punished, as like. A very similar thing happened a few years ago in the cartoon world with a show, Clarence, where the creator was fired for similar allegations. And the show uh, continued because by that point, it was much more the culmination of the work of a huge team of people. Yeah. um, Which was bringing a lot of enjoyment to children. Yeah. And I think outright cancelling it, unless you're cancelling it to replace it with something that employs those people and yeah. it's directly their voice. From what I've heard with the Loud House, they're they are committed to ending it and like in that time will you find something for the new team to start. Sure, so sure. I think the kind of co-producer um is like developing a show. What I'm saying is that they're they're it's not always so easy no. as the big, especially and big things like we talked about death of the author a little bit in the first half, in the top half on the freak mm. show. So many things aren't just one person. It's one thing yeah. to like boycott a YouTuber, yeah, who is directly going to be affected by your choice, and is just and is just telling a single opinion. creator. Yeah, as, as soon as the things get bigger, 
then it gets harder because then you said like who are we punishing here really i'm currently working on a show that is a culmination of something i wanted to do for a decade yeah it's i'm i'm very much the central part of it in some ways yeah but there's so many of us contributing to it and if i was to get this far and then we cast someone as the lead actor. Yeah. And then just before we launch for show, something gets found out about them. Yeah. I would be so heartbroken. Yeah. And I'd be so in such a dilemma about the fact that if I if I wasn't involved, I might boycott this. Yeah. But I know from the inside in. yeah. that it's, it's not just my thing, but so many other people's thing. And like... Yeah. I think that's that's why in that kind of like very distant but acknowledgement of someone's thing I'm thinking a lot for Edgar Wright just because yeah. you can't take Kevin Spacey out of that film. He's a very significant part of it. But... Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So why do we think this is happening now? Like, just to say, because we've got some notes yeah I I'd refer to what so uh, i mean again some of these are uh, some of these are situations that have been going on for years that have been sort of common knowledge like i don't know what woody allen the allegations mm. are already in there but this louis ck stuff or why is it that like this is happening now i mean people always say oh when one person feels that they can come forward but um my cat clearly agrees <laughs> and has opinions on the matter and is willing to come forward um but it's like, I understand, like, if it comes out against one person, other people go, me too. Yeah. I mean, hell, we had that fucking hashtag on Twitter, mm. um, me too, not that long ago. Um, that was a very weird, stressful couple of days. Wasn't it? <laughs> kind of. It's a, it's a, I want to, like, shout out to all the people who didn't want to be dealing with this right yes. now. It's just been thrust upon everyone to talk about. Yeah. But what is it about, we've reached this point in society where people are putting their foot down and saying, no, this is not okay. It's kind of bittersweet in that, like, yeah. so often you're, it's, it's kind of that slight frustration of why is this become a, why is this just on trend? Yes. This should have been, we've been, so many of these people have been talking about this for ages, yeah. like, listen to women. Like, it's not, it's like Woody Allen. I wonder if because it's so public knowledge, it'll never become an issue because everyone knows. But it's kind of part of the furniture now. Yeah. It people, you know, if if The Simpsons can make a joke about it in 1983. Yeah. If if it came out now. Yeah. Maybe something would happen, but like, I think part of it, this kind of snowballing thing, is. For so many people who became powerful in Hollywood in like the 70s and 80s yeah. and 90s, and when you were told to succeed in industry, you had to be an asshole. Yeah. And you had to just take what you wanted. That kind of like 80s, um, yuppie, like. I don't know what the. T- I'm, I'm not, I, I think I know the point the, you're the, cycling like, at. You just take what you want. That kind of. Um, American psycho like brand of people wanting to, su- to succeed yeah um, 
whenever you come across people like that now in the industry, it's quite alarming because now with so, so much social media and so many people having a voice, yes, the the pressure is to be nice. Um, actors never had to be nice before. Yeah. Um, they never had to do like extensive press tours where they're charming and funny. People, like sometimes actors who are just actors. Yeah. Um, I think a lot about Christopher Eccleston who... Is not good at the... <laughs> no, so many people have said so many things about him. Like He's an actor. He's he not just, a... Yeah, he wanted to... Act. Act. He didn't want to do the like lunchboxes and press tour. And, yeah. Um, and he was very proud of his Doctor Who work. Um, and I think, yeah, I just think there's this kind of... Not that young people... Obviously, this is kind of irrelevant if you think about how many YouTubers have stuff said against them. But there is this kind of implied way you're supposed to act if you get power or if you want to succeed. And I think that's just people are realizing that no one is so powerful that they can't be taken down. We say... Presidents of the United States. Yeah, I was about to say. (sighs) Whatever... If anything ever brings down Donald Trump, it'll always be, it shouldn't have been that thing. It should have been one of the countless other things. Um, Right. But in Hollywood, at least, um, I mean, Harvey Weinstein, you can't get almost more powerful than him. Yeah. But I wonder if so many of these people are kind of giant distractions yeah. Like, ooh, if we, like, Harvey Weinstein, he's kind of old and gross. Let's get rid of him so that we look like we are doing something. Affecting change. Whereas you don't know how many other cockroaches are, like, hiding in the shadows of Hollywood. It's amazing. It, it, That's cripplingly depressing. But it's. I'm probably right. I, I have this, I, I made this tweet, which was meant to be kind of funny, but is, like, horrifyingly. <laughs> Yeah. Likely. I had this image of what the Oscars will be like this year. Yeah. That they'll do some kind of acknowledgement about the brave women that came forward and they'll do this like like declaration to women while also like having a room full of abusers that everyone knows about. Yeah. Um I in 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 the Oscars, the winner of Best Actor from last year gives out the award for Best Actress and vice versa. Oh, yeah. Didn't Casey Affleck win So Casey Affleck will be giving out the award for Best Actress. And I really... There's certain rumours about certain people who will be nominated, and whoever it is, I'm just like, punch them in the face. Um, can, I talk, can I just talk about that excerpt of an interview with Uma Thurman? Yeah. That's... Yeah. Haunting. Um... Yeah, for people, can you explain it for maybe people? Yeah. So, when Quentin Tarantino said that he knew more than he should have, most people are speculating it's about the press tour for Kill Bill One, right? Where I can't remember the name of her, the woman who's like the nurse with the uh, Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. She apparently she complained about the way. Is Harvey Weinstein involved in this film? Uh, was like treating her. Yeah. And so she was removed from the press tour for that film. Right. That's some that's like the public knowledge side of things. We don't know anything more about what's going on. And there's an interview where someone's asking Uma Thurman, um, 
oh, what do you think is about this? Like, very flippantly, like, about the Harvey talk about Hollywood yeah. and talk about this. And she says, with, like, teeth clenched and, like, vibrating with anger, yeah. she says, I, in the past, when I have been angry about something, I have talked and said things that I've regretted. So I am waiting for a time when I am not angry. And that's when I will talk about it. And, like, it's... Oh, like... You hear the sirens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... Actually, at um Halloween party I went to, on Halloween, um, we put on some films. Yeah. And I watched uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil for the first time, which yeah. I adored. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I hadn't seen that before. Yeah. Um, and then we, without really thinking, put on Planet Terror, which... Yeah. Is a Harvey Weinstein film starring Rose McGowan. Yeah. And I no one talked about it, but as soon as like those names came up on the thing, I was like, oh my gosh, is like, is this the film? Is this watching? And then like very male gazy in that film. I know it's going for a exploitation, exploitation vibe, vibe yeah. but like I felt very comfortable. I felt a little bit better because Rose McGowan tweeted a gif from that film of her, like, blowing up men mm. with just, like, mood. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so she's not, like... She's, like... She's... Yeah. It's that kind of thing where I'm like, I felt really weird watching this, but, like, I was still enjoying her performance. I was still enjoying the film. Yeah. Um, and it's that, like... can't remember why I was mentioning this, actually. Um... There's just all these women which I know have a lot to say. Yeah. And... They're going to kick off. I think it's just when you go into Hollywood, you're told this is how things are. Yeah. This is how you succeed. Yeah. Um, oh, what's her name? Um, Actress? Yeah. She, in what? She was in Mad Men? Okay. Uh, Ginger... She looks a little bit like Jessica Rabbit. Oh, oh, Christina Hendricks. <laughs> yes. So she's she's kind of caused a bit of questioning about hypocrisy in some way because she's going to be in the next X-Men film and has also talked very publicly about Brett Ratner, yeah. who I assume might be removed from that film. But yeah. she's... And she had this interview where they're like, how can you be in the film and... Um, knowing. And knowing it. And she was like oh, I want to be in this film. I want to work with the people I want to work with on this film. I, If I lose my job over talking about the truth, then I still will have done the right thing. I don't care. It's that kind of... As, as long as more people keep coming forward and realising, oh, you don't... Maybe you don't have lose to your be career. Quiet, yeah. You don't have to believe what those producers have told you about... You don't talk about that. You don't need to believe Barbara Walters. Yeah. And that kind of... That attitude of... Yeah. It's more important to protect Hollywood Fuck than... Off. No. I was going to say, uh, you mentioned what Corey Feldman said, leaving aside perhaps he might be the leader of a sex cult. <laughs> like, can we take a moment to pause the appreciate of somebody that was a child star in yes. Hollywood being candid about that kind of thing? It's like, um, it's not quite related to what's going on, but some of the treatment of Millie Bobby Brown. The collective, the press. yeah, the collective like defense of the, the children things things and kids. the it kids, yeah, yeah. I appreciate um, there is some left, <laughs> some overlap there. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm admiring like Mara Wilson flying in and being a like, kind of. I love distant, Mara. Mara like, Wilson is just a gift. Just being a kind of guardian angel, um, but like, 
Yeah, there was this video of um, Finn Wolfhard. Um, Love that kid. Walking into a hotel. Oh, yeah. And a bunch of fans saying, like, God, you're so rude. Why aren't you coming over to talk to <laughs> he's her? He's 14. It's, it's like a, yeah. He's a child. And, like... I've seen a couple of really good sort of rebuttals to that yeah. to that business. And it's just like, thank, thank you. Not only must we believe uh, people who come forward and try and get rid of the people who yeah. are the problem. We should be protecting people who are getting Coming, into Hollywood. Yeah. Um, we need to make it a better place. Yeah. Because, like, I think the thing I've realised is I used to be very much a boycotter. Yeah. And it's becoming increasingly clear that you cannot boycott... The well, you can problem. boycott everything. But you can't... If you want to be someone who engages with media and talks about it. Yeah, and you can't engage critically if you don't engage. Yeah. It's like you can't be part of the conversation if you don't vote. Yeah. Um, well, you can, but... Yeah. It, it's... It's messy and it's difficult and... Fucking... We wanted to talk about it, though. Yeah, and we, sh- and we should talk about it. Um, I'm just saying if it's... Like, we've talked a little bit about the, the fear of the kind of... The gotcha. Yeah. We, we shouldn't be... <laughs> On the one hand, I'm like, kill all men and laughing and like the fire. Yeah. On the other hand, I'm like, well, that's actually another thing. The men, it's not just believe men and listen, believe women and listen to women and let Mm. them come forward. It's, there's so many men who are not saying anything. Yes. And who know stuff. Yeah. Um... I really get agitated about saying, oh, it's such a witch hunt. It's just like, don't use the phrase witch hunt when witch hunt was against innocent people. It's not yes. a fucking witch hunt if people did something. Yes. That's like, it's not people, the definition of a witch hunt. It's not people looking to go take an innocent person and besmirch them. No, it's fucking revealing things that happened. If you did a bad thing, I'm sorry, you do not deserve to be protected by anybody. It's like... It's also been the year of terrible apologies. Like, mm. we've mentioned, oh, sorry, I'm gay. But, like... Louis C.K.'s. Louis C.K.'s was... What I find interesting is the number of people go, oh, what a good apology. Yeah, like, his was, like... Weird. He didn't... He never said sorry. He said... He mentioned his dick a lot. And he talked about, like... Oh, they all respected me, and I asked them first, but I realised that was wrong because I put them in a weird position. I'm like, yeah, yeah, a child knows that. You are, oh, it's just so frustrating, and like, I feel so sorry for all the. I just feel sorry for like comedians. I don't like using mm. the word, but like female female comics, female comics in general. Yeah, because that they get industry the whole, is fucking... They get the whole industry telling them they're not funny yep. and they're not as good yeah. and having to deal with all this stuff. Yeah, well, what I'm finding, like, the flip side I'm seeing of a lot of this is just like, okay, right, men <laughs> men are awful. Here's this list of amazing women that you can check out. Mm. I, fi- I, fi- I forget the actress's name, the voice of Pauline. <laughs> oh, Maria Bamford. Yeah, check yeah. out Maria Bamford. She's... There's a Netflix special of her doing a whole stand-up set to her parents, parents in, in her living, living room. room. It's and it's amazing. The most horribly awkward, beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, um, what is it? Um, oh, what's... Karen Esposito and Reed Butler, I forget. Mm. Take My Wife. I really want to watch Take My Wife. I just... 
like there are support them. Yeah. I, I, I didn't realise it, it was a thing I saw on Instagram. I didn't realise they were famous. It's just like, how did you not cook no- How did you not know how to cook noodles? <laughs> I oh yeah it's yeah very yeah. Good. It's very good. I'm not mad at you. You're my wife, which mm. is just oh, it's good. Yeah, I mean, it's it. I hate saying that the people coming forward are brave, like it implies people that don't come forward aren't all that stuff. It's so complicated. Um, but while I'm frustrated that this is just the trend of the moment. I'm glad it seems to be finally happening. I'm hoping that this is a a turning tide and that I'm not a naive person. I don't think this is going to fucking end sexual harassment and assault and inappropriate behaviour and the abuse of power because at the end of the day, that's what so much of this is. Remember to check out the wholesome family fun of Daddy's Home 2 starring Mel Gibson in the cinema right now. It's what you love for Christmas. People need to have repercussions and be held accountable. Although maybe starring in Daddy's Home 2 is a repercussion. (laughs) Like, it's not... Anyway, what I'm saying is, like, they need to be held accountable. And they should be. And I hope... Well, I'm not a... Yes, I hope who gets found out next. I can imagine there is a lot of very scared men in Hollywood right now. And good. And that is a good thing, I think. Yeah. In a way. Maybe, Maybe if they're scared enough, they'll stop. It doesn't undo the bad. But. Ultimately, that should be our goal. We don't want anyone else to be hurt. Yeah. Um, I wonder if we'll never be able to find out, but I wonder if stuff like that has decreased. I hope it In has. the last month. Maybe. God, I hear the world. Right. I feel like that's a decent <laughs> place to end the episode. Yeah. I mean, this is a topic that we could keep talking about and get more depressed. <laughs> it was necessary yes. if... We needed to do part two of the celebrities episode. Yeah, thank you for joining us. If you did, <laughs> I hope that I you can go know. back and listen to the episode if you want to have your yeah, faith restored can, yeah. a little bit. I don't think we say. Any, we, I don't think we talk about anybody who's. Mm, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, if you want to get in contact with us to tell us how badly we fucked up. Or to have a nice conversation with us. Um, you can do that. We've got individual Twitters. On, I'm at Rose. I'm Hamish Steele. And um, if you'd like to get in contact with Box Not Included specifically, uh, we are Box Not Included on Twitter and Tumblr. And we also have our Facebook group where chunky discussions happen. Yeah. Um, which is Box Not Included as well. Um, and there's the Gmail, at Gmail. Box Not Included on all the things. Yeah. Please send in anything you like. Um, as always, we want to thank Graham Waller, Audio Overlord, Master of the Soundwaves, for our theme music. He helps produce the podcast. He has an album coming out, uh, Glitter Wolf's debut, uh, Spectrum. Did we play a song in the no, T-Rex? so Should I we... think we're, we're going to end the episode Yeah, with I'm that. very excited to hear that. Um, but that is either out now or on the precipice of coming out, uh, so we're going to leave you with that. Um... So, yeah, check that out uh, on their Bandcamp, glitterwolf.bandcamp.com, and I think it's going to be available on like Amazon Music and Google Play and all of those good places. But um, I'll, I'll, pick, I'll try and pick a thematically appropriate... What's thematically appropriate? There's one called The Last Hero. Oh, wow. I struggled very hard to try and think of a witty, funny title. Yeah, so did I. Um, <sighs> but until next time, I'm Jade Rose. I'm Hamish Steele. And don't let anyone box you in.